In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very distinct privilege. Every now and again, the Lord will ensure that he sends a specific word to a body of believers. And today we have the privilege of him doing that through one of his servants. She is a remarkable prophet, remarkable prophet, and with a very, very distinct ministry. And so, ladies and gentlemen, she's a friend of the house. Could you kindly welcome Prophetess Francina Norman to bring the word today? Thank you so much. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Stand to your feet and let's thank God for his goodness and his kindness. Come on, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Yes. Amen. As you're standing, we want to honor man of this house, Pastor Agu, and his beautiful wife. I'm so sorry I forgot to acknowledge you in the first service. I got caught up in the spirit. But I'm going to do it right now. So we thank God for the anointing. You're loaded. You know you're loaded, right? So we thank God for his beautiful wife, uh, Shola, and thank God for Pastor Agu. Let's just thank God for the leaders of this house. Amen. Let's pray. Won't you join hands with your neighbor? Father, we thank you so much for the anointing that's saturating this place. We thank you, Lord, for the word, God, that it will come forth and fall on fertile ground, that our lives will be changed. Thank you, Lord, that we will be able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying on today, God, and there will be no misunderstanding. God, that you will challenge us, thrust us into a place that we have never been before, God. God, we want, you said in your word that you see us in heavenly places. And God, let us just experience that today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And we just thank you for your word because your word comes and it, it does something. It performs things. It, it, it cuts out things. It lifts up things. And we just thank you, God, because it is your word and it is truth, God. And we thank you for your truth. And we give you praise for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I'm going to go into the Word of God. I don't have time to sing. Maybe I'm, I'm a, I, that's, that's taking up my time. <laughs> I do honor my husband today of 33 years. Amen. And um, I thank God for the anointing that's on his life. We're pastoring now in, um, in uh, Orlando, Florida. And, uh, you know, I, I told everybody I live in Orlando, Florida. And in the month of August last year, we had so many redeemed people, pastors. I think everybody goes on vacation in August probably. And for some reason they come and see Mickey Mouse. But <laughs> it was nice to see everybody. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because we were given a church paid for, everything paid for, and our Nagra is coming up in August and I'm really excited about it. So on my traveling is going to start a little bit ceasing because it got to be a pastor's wife. You notice I didn't say first lady. Because if you're first lady, it's a second lady. 
and a third and a fourth. So I'm the only lady. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's get into the word of God. Joshua 6, chapter 16, verse. But I want to give you this prophetic word. I got a lot to do in my short time, and I believe God's going to help me. Um, God told me to tell the church, this church, he's advancing the church to kingdom. The remnant in this nation will break out and expand all across the UK and beyond. God says, I presented them with three mantles to, in this house, send them into this new, to send you into your new season. I present them with the apostolic mantle, the prophetic mantle, and the watchman mantle. We decree that a new manifestation will occur with that remnant. And so God is saying that as y'all entering into this pursuit of God and the overflow, which is so, I know, and, and we've been going through a season of plowing. And so God's getting ready to start bringing some harvest. So don't be surprised because you're going to go to bed one way and wake up another way. Amen. So let me get into the word of the Lord. Joshua 6, 16, and it reads, Joshua 6, um, it's 16, but um, no, Joshua 6, the sixth verse. But uh, let's go to, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. So that means that things were at a standstill. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given unto thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, and ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thou shalt thou do six days, and seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seven days ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Somebody say it's going to fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. So God began to speak to me, and, I, and um, I was telling them in the first service that we have been in the last five years in a season of seeing, I mean hearing. We've been in a season of hearing, but now we'll enter into this new season of seeing. And when you begin to see, it's really exciting because when you begin to see, that means manifestation is going to take place. So we've been hearing Hearing what God is going to do, now we're in a season to see what God is going to do. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, walls must come down in your new season. So, we, 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 I think this message is so appropriate, especially when you guys get ready to go on a 21-day fast. And consecration and overflow and praise and worship. And so... We're looking at this and we're seeing that here is Joshua and Joshua is in a, he's in a new season of his life. Um, he's got a mandate to take the children of Israel into the promised land. But before they could go, there's a wall there. Now walls could act as positive and negative too. Um, walls come to what? Give us security, safety, and dependency. 
But sometimes that could be a problem when God is trying to thrust you into a new season. We get used of the security. We get used to being in a certain place of safety, and we start depending on our old season. And one thing I found out that in your new season, you cannot drag the things that you had in the old season. It is not going to work. It's going to cause you a lot of problems. And so we see Joshua is getting ready to take the people into the promised land, but there's a wall. See, Jericho was on the border of the promised land to dominate the promised land. You had to overthrow Jericho. It controlled the trade routes into Canaan. And so for every believer, there's a place you must cross, a situation you have to overcome in order to control the trade routes, routes of your promise. So he has some stuff that he had to deal with. And, 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 and I'm telling you right now, before God is, is taking you into this new season, there's some walls that's got to come down. They cannot go with you. They will become a weight. So God makes us make sure that we deal with those walls. And so what are some of the walls? Well, some of the walls are, could come. How did it happen? Well, some of the walls could come from your heart being broken. You know, when your heart's broken, it, it causes you not to hear or see clearly. If someone hurts you, and, you know, you might have been in a bad relationship, and now you're out of that relationship, and God is getting ready. God is going to bring you somebody in your life, but you can't even deal with that person. They're looking at you at church, and they say, hi, how you doing? And you be thinking, well, why are you asking me how I'm doing? And he be like, um, would you like to go get a meat pie? Did I say I wanted a meat pie? You see, you, you can't take that, you know. And I understand because I was hurt in relationship. And like I told y'all recently, that when my husband was trying to talk to me, he was so nice. And because, I, you know, they always start off nice. Okay, I'm talking to somebody else. And I just was waiting on him to start acting a fool because everybody else did that. So a week went by, months went by, and he was still the same person. And the Lord asked me, he said, what are you looking for? I said, for him to act up. He said, but no, this one not acting up because this is the one I sent you. And so we can't even go into a new relationship unless that wall comes down because it's really not fair to the person. So the next one is, if you've been, you're suffering through a death of a, of a loved one. You know, many of us have experienced death. I'll never forget when my mom died. And I was really going through some things like that. I just could not believe I couldn't call her on the phone. And it, it almost put me into isolation. And thanks be to God that my prayer life was so strong, I was able to go through that. And, and some of you are dealing with the death, and some of you, you know, a lot of people turn away from God when there's a death. They are disappointed. They say, well, you know, um, you know, why did God do that? I don't want to serve a God like that. And, 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 and the bottom line is that your relationships still have to go in what God called you to do. And so some of you have walls like that, and then some of you have been abused. And, um, you know, either if it's a verbal abuse, like in my case, mine was verbal abuse. I mean, there was not a day that my stepdaddy didn't tell me how ugly I was and how dumb I was and how I wasn't going to be anything and how I wasn't going to do nothing. But, you know, God is so good because I want to tell you this. When you have a calling on your life, 
and God has got something that he wants you to do, and you always think it's going to come from the person that you're familiar with, God will always make sure there's a remnant that's around. Because as, as when he would tell me how stupid I was, when he was telling me how ugly I was, I would go to school, and my English teacher would tell me I was bright, I was intelligent. My English teacher would just give me words of life. She gave me so much words of life that when I went back home and he started calling me ugly, I said to myself underneath my breath, you know, because we couldn't talk back to our parents, I said, back at you. So, the next thing is if you've been betrayed by friends, you know, have you had someone that you told stuff to and they told everybody, everybody in the church know your business, or you, you know, you trust them with something, and those will call walls come, because now you're careful in who you let in your space, or you feel abandoned, you feel like somebody left you, you know, I'll, I'll never forget my son, he, um, I had left him with my mom when he was about four years old to go move to Atlanta to get a job, get an apartment. I was coming back to get him. And so he was at my mom maybe about three months, and I went and got him, and we moved to Atlanta. So when he became an adult, and, you know, we started doing our little counseling and just letting things out, he told me, you abandoned me. I said, abandoned you? He said, yeah, you left me with your mama, and you went on to Atlanta. I said, sweetie, did I come back? He said, yes. I said, well, that's not abandonment. That's called somebody watch you while I was getting stuff together for you. And so he was like, really? And he said, all them years I thought you abandoned me. And so that wall had to come down because it wasn't true anyway. But the other thing is you don't, you don't love yourself. You know, sometimes it's when people beat you down like that. You can't see. You could be pretty. Someone tell you pretty. And then you say to yourself, you know, I don't see that. And, and, and you deal with that. And God says, you're not able to get into a place where I want you to be if you can't see yourself how I see you. Now, let me tell you what's so powerful is that God, God is, when you deal with an engineer, he's a, the designer, when I was talking to an engineer, an engineer, is, he designs the project first. And then he builds the foundation later. The builder builds the foundation. A designer designed the project first. And when he's designing the project, he has to give a purpose for the project. He designs the project according to what weather and all the stuff that's, you know, that's uh, the elements to make sure that the building will be able to withstand those stuff. And if it's a church, he wants to accommodate. Or if it's a department store, he builds it. He designs it so that everything it needs in that building it would accommodate that person before it started building. The designer makes sure that that building is equipped for its purpose. And, and even when the wind come and the hurricane come or the tornado come or tsunami come, that designer would get the right material so that building will be able to stand. So I want you to remember that. So we look at this and we see that we have all these walls down. We have all these walls. Now, and uh, uh, God is speaking to, 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 Jer to uh, Joshua. He says to Joshua, Joshua, I want you to tell the people to go around the wall seven times. And on the seventh time, blow the shafar, blow the trumpet. And I want you to tell the people to shout. Now, that thing was so powerful. I need two people real quick. I need a husband and a wife. Oh, I need somebody to play like they're the husband and a wife. 
I need you quickly. Don't all run up here at the same time. <laughs> okay, y'all hurry up. We don't have, I have 20 more minutes. Okay, I need a man, okay. Okay, so let's go over here so they can see you a little better. So, God told Joshua, he said, go around the wall seven times, and on the seventh time, I want you to blow the shofar and tell them to shout. So Jewish custom, they took that literally into a marriage. So I want you to just stand there. I want you to come. Go around here seven times. So the, in their marriage, when they're having a Jewish ceremony, the wife, you counting the times now? Okay, I don't want you to be going around there 20 times, just seven. And so the reason why, just stop for a second. The reason why in a Jewish ceremony, she goes around seven times is because normally a man is trained to not cry. A man is trained not to tell what he's going through. A man is trained not, trained not to reveal his, his uh, insecurities or he's trained to not, you know, let you know he's hurting. And uh, he's also, he also is trained to not let you know that he don't know. How many of y'all know that? Instead of them saying they don't know, they say, I'm going to get back with you tomorrow. And sometimes they don't tell you nothing. They just walk away. And so, but when in a Jewish marriage, they took it from the walls. They took the demonstration from the walls of Jericho. The wife would walk around seven times. Go ahead. Walk around seven times because there's walls that this man has dealt with as being a man. I'm touching all right? Yeah. Okay. And so when she's going around seven times, what she's assuring him as being your wife, you can now let those walls come down. And not only that, I got your back. And I will be in covenant with you. So we could start this marriage in spirit and in truth. I know you've been hurt. I know you done did some stuff. I know some stuff you got, but let that go. So she goes around that seven times, and when she comes, when she comes the seventh time, there's something that stops her on that seventh time. What number are you? You just on number three. That's just you on seven. You couldn't have been on no three. Anyway, so when she gets to that seventh time, she, she releases a shout. And the whole wedding party goes to shouting. <laughs> okay. Come on, give her a hand. Come on. <laughs> so, in releasing this shout... Now we, you know, that's, you know, I'm, I'm, if I was to get married again, I might have my husband let me walk around here seven times. <laughs> so, Joshua had this assignment, and Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet that the walls fell flat. They just fell. I like the idea that it fell flat. So Jericho was on the border of the promised land to dominate the promised land. Uh, to dominate the promised land, you had to overthrow Jericho. It controlled the trade routes in Canaan. So for every believer, there's a place you must cross. 
a situation you have to overcome in order to control the trade routes of your promise. There is an ordained time to shout. Shout why? Because the Lord has given you the city. Look at somebody say, we have the city. And so when God destroys the wall, and let me tell you, when these walls come down, no man can rebuild them. So you got to ask yourself today, uh, are you marching around your Jericho? If you see the walls are still standing, then it means that you need uh, a Ruah shout. So let's talk about the Ruah shout. What Joshua did was a Ruah shout. That was a shout. The Hebrew word means splitting the ear. In other words, they're giving a shout to the enemy, and the noise is so loud that the enemy is irritated, irritated with a rural shout. And so if someone is irritating, and he's around a place where they're shouting, guess what happens? He's got to go, right? He's not going to stay around somewhere he's not comfortable with. So there's a rural shout, and this shout was so powerful that when they shouted ruah, they, they began to split the ear of the enemy, and then it goes in the New Testament, Jesus cried out a loud voice. He did a ruah shout, and the Bible says he ripped the veil of the temple with his shout. He ripped apart the rocks. He ripped apart the open graves. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. I, God spoke to me the other day. I got so excited about this a couple of weeks ago. He spoke to me. He said, see, see he ripped apart the, the, the grave, something that's dead. Do you not know that resurrection is attracted to dead things? Ooh. Y'all, that's deep. I wish I came up with it myself, but I did. <laughs> resurrection is attracted to dead things. So, when you have that resurrection power on the inside of you, that rule on the inside of you, and you begin to release that, oh my God, don't you know that everything that is dead will have to come alive? Resurrection is not attracted to something that's alive because if it's alive, it don't need to be resurrected. It's those dead things that's in your life. It's those dead people that's in your life. It's that dead job, that dead business, that dead pocketbook, the dead wallet. God says, you're attracted to that. So he said, what are you going to do? You better release your resurrected power over those things and cause it to come to life. Wow. I started looking for the cat to see if he was dead. I wanted to see that because Paul talked about that. He said, he said, I want to know him. He said, I want to know him in that, in, in, in that, res the, the one that, that resurrected power that raised Jesus from the dead. So we got this ruah, this ruah that comes and, 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 and it's supposed to re they release the shout unto God, you know, and some of us are dealing with walls and see, you can't go into this new season with that wall. You just can't. Because you're taking on a burden that's not going to cause you to hear God clearly. You're not going to be able to see God clearly. You're not going to be able to, to know what God's telling you to do. That's why you're so confused because you got all this stuff. And God says you got to let it go. You have to let it go in this new season. God wants to cause the Ruah to come forth in your life. That the walls would come down. And we're not talking about walls coming down and somebody going back up and building it. We're talking about we're destroying the walls. 
They would not come and live at your house ever again. You don't understand that your greatest weapon is in your mouth. You better stop using the gossip and looking at desperate housewives. You know, I got enough drama in my own life to be looking at somebody desperate. The only thing I'm desperate for is desperate for him. But we better learn how to use our mouth to destroy the works of the enemy. It is our greatest weapon. When the devil say no, God says yes. When the devil say you can't have it, God says you can't have it. When the devil say you're sick, you say yes, I'm here. When the devil say you broke, you say no, I'm not, I'm rich. And you know, in Britain, y'all are trained to be so proper. You know, we're proper. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The, your, your roof caving in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything happening around you. And see, for some reason, we have this myth that God is going to come down from heaven and take care of our issues. Well, why in the world did he tell us that we should dominate? Why did he tell us to multiply? It is our responsibility to use the weapons in our mouth to destroy the works of the enemy because he's going to try you. And he's not going to just try you one time. He's going to try you a lot of times. I'm telling you right now. And when he comes, you got to do that rule off. So I was telling them the other last, you know, well, it's a couple of things. I was telling them about what was going on. But let me deal with what was going on with me first. Now, when I first got married, I couldn't keep nothing on my stomach. And so I was in the hospital the first week and first month of marriage. I couldn't keep anything on my stomach, not even to drink water. I couldn't, just couldn't. They couldn't find nothing wrong. And so... You know, we, they never did find anything wrong. It just stopped. And so I had this, this thing that happened again. It came back up. But this time it was the worst. Everything was happening. I couldn't keep nothing on my stomach. Nothing would stay in, not even water. I would have to, every time I would get dehydrated, I had to rush to the hospital. They put an IV in my arm so they could give me some fluid and go back. And it happened again. And it just kept occurring. I would be up preaching and then have to go throw up. And... I was like, what in a, then my daughter Latahu had already been through two major surgeries, um, already had been in an accident where she was on life support, two brain injuries, pulled out of that, went to law school. And now she's, they're wheeling her in the hospital, telling us that she's not married, that she's gonna probably have to have a hysterectomy because the blood work says that it is going to be, um, uh, we think it's cancer, so we're going to have to give her a full hysterectomy. She's crying because she's not married and she wants babies. And, of course, I want more grandkids because I'm not having no more. Shut down. And so she goes in, and the operation was supposed to take one hour, and they end up being in there six hours. Six hours. And I kept seeing, the lady said, if I come through the door, that means it's cancer, and I'm going to tell you that we're going to do a full hysterectomy. So anyway, God, and so we had other people that was in the room with us. This man had, he was sitting there with his, his, his wife was in, in surgery, and she had stage four cancer, and they was operating on her. Then there was this lady, she was waiting on her brother, and they had cancer, and they had different ones in there. So, you know, I was just, so they were telling me, they said, and you know, we might not be able to save her ovaries or whatever. So, you know, I just, I just, you know, it wasn't time to be cute. 
It wasn't time to sit back and cry. I need a ruah. So I knew I was in the hospital waiting room. Okay. So I was like, uh-uh, I'm getting this out. This ain't going to last. So I stood up and I said, wow! No! And when I said no, the man who was waiting on his wife, because they were operating on her with stage four cancer, he got up. He said, I'm going to join you. Wow! The other lady that was waiting on her brother, she said, wow! And we began to do a ruah. Ruah praise. The security guard came. What in the world is going on here? We just looked at him. We couldn't talk. What? He closed the door. There comes a time in your life that you're going to have to ruah. You got to shout that thing. You got to split the enemy's ear that he you say to him, enough is enough. You're coming down. Ruah. I was like, how dare you? Let me tell you something. And I told him, it, it reminds me, the devil reminds me of a giraffe. A giraffe is all big and tall and lanky, long old neck. But do you not know he doesn't have a vocal cord? So he can't make any sounds. So he's walking around scaring you because he's big and tall with a long neck. But he can't say nothing. And that's just how the devil is. Let me tell you, he walks around and go around acting like he's all tough. Act like, and you got to shut his mouth. Make sure he has no voice. And when you see him, you do a roar because he cannot come back at you. Because the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. And you pull down every stronghold of the enemy. Let's go back to the designer. Remember I told you what a designer do? He builds a building and he makes it to accommodate us. Do you not know God is a designer? He built us to be able to handle every situation, every problem, every, all the storms of weather, 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 storms may come. He's built you to be able to handle it. And when you tell God you can't handle it, you're telling the designer that he didn't build you well enough to be able to handle it. So he's insulted. So he'll just pull the fire up to show you that you can handle it. You don't know what you, can be, what you have on the inside and how you've been designed until you have to face a lot of devils. Don't insult God. God says, I'm the designer. I know what I put in you. And what I put in you was a ruah. I put in you a shout. I put in you the giftings and the talents that the enemy will not be able to take you out. I don't care what you're going through. I designed you to handle every situation. My God. And the moment you tell him that you can't handle it, he said... He said, what? You don't have to play that right now. I'm going to shout. I ain't got to. We're not going. We're not going there yet. Hallelujah. Got to know the season. We've got to shout this thing out. When the wall come down, then you go, oh, thank you, Father. But right now, we got to take care of business. How many of you ready to take care of kingdom business? Hallelujah. Now, there's a lot of you facing some stuff. And you're getting ready to go into pursuit of God. But you can't take those walls with you. Or you'll just be getting something, seeing everybody getting it, and you're not getting it. It's time for you to pull them walls down. That, it's got to come down. And everything he's attacked you with, it's over. Look at somebody say, it's over. 
I was praying and I said, Lord, I serve an eviction notice on the devil. Wherever he's staying, he's not supposed to be there. He will, uh, glory to God. He's not supposed to be there. So I serve an eviction notice on the devil. And he's not going to mess with us. So God says, what you're facing, just like Jericho. God said, what you're facing? What is your Jericho? How many of you ready for the walls to come down? How many are in your Ruah moment? You ought to know this is your season for your Ruah moment. This is, not, this is not the time. You know, it's okay to get filet mignon, but it's time to get dirty. Get you some chicken. You know, you ever seen anybody try to cut a drumstick? It's so funny. In America, they said we're allowed to pick up our chicken. They told us that too late because we were picking it up anyway. But how many of you know you've been facing stuff? You got one minute, almost two minutes, and you've been facing stuff. And as that wall came down, see, let me tell you something. Not only will causing walls to come down, because God has given y'all the, the city, the nation, what has happened is, is that you're, you're causing old systems to come down. Now, how you could tell is that it's a big old mess in Parliament right now. Hmm, that's a sure sign somebody been praying for systems to come. Now, I can't talk. We, we ain't no better. Systems. Do you not know Jesus' whole walk on life was to tear down systems? And I always give this real quick. I'll tell you about when the prophet told, remember he prophesied and told the young boy that he, you know, the lady was going to have a baby because she built him an apartment, right? So let me hurry up and give you this. So anyway, she has a part, you know, and then he, he said, this time next year you'll have a baby. Then the, then the, the young man died. And so he put, she put him in, inside the room. I'm just giving it to you real fast. I'm talking like an auctioneer. So she put him in the room. She put him in the room, and Elijah goes in the room, and he puts his hands on his hands, his mouth on his mouth, and the Bible said he sneezed seven times. There's that seven again. So according to medical report, they, says that, they say that when you sneeze, what it does, it resets your system. Boy, that was prophetic. So Elijah was going into a system that he needed, God needed to reset and see, not restored, because if the child was going to be restored, it would go back in the same elements that killed him, and he could die again. But when your system is reset, it boosts up your immune system. So when you go back to the elements, the elements can't kill you because of your immune system. So God says you're pulling down systems. And so when you're doing your ruah, Mm. When you're doing your Ruah shout, you're pulling down old system and God is raising up new system. And see, what y'all doing is you're messing up government. It's got, it's got to get right. What you're saying in the heavenly is, God, you got to go ahead and take care of some things. You're messing up systems because God says, I'm pulling down the old system and I'm resetting a new system. And how many of you know, God says, am I resetting? Is I need you to do your Ruah. He says, because when you begin to shout, the wall's going to come down, and you're getting ready to receive a freedom that you have never experienced before. How many of y'all ready for Ruah? By the way, when we shouted, 
and we did that rule They went in with that man's wife had stage four cancer and they couldn't find anything. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. The devil has lost his voice today. He doesn't have no voice. He's just that, that giraffe. But if you want God to pull the walls down, I want you to open up your mouth and give him a rule Come on, 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 hit on the Give him a ruah. Oh, yeah, no, shit. Hit on the Give him a ruah. That's it. Give him a ruah. Come on, pull it down, pull it down. The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down. Hey, kind of little about shop. Come on, give him a ruah. Come on, come on. Come on. I got a little about shop. Come on, ruah. Ruah. Shout. Shout. Come on and shout. Come on and shout. Come on and shout. The walls are coming down. He's healing your emotions. He's fixing your finances. He's working things out. Come on, one more time, Rua. Come on, Rua. The walls are coming down, Rua. Oh, I hear somebody. Come on. Come on. One more time. We're pulling down the system that's trying to go against the system of God. It's kingdom time. It's time for the kingdom of God to be manifested. So we say to this nation, Ruah, we're pulling down the whole system and we're bringing forth the new system. Go ahead, Ruah. Amen.